Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. I am 
like, please stand, let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 6. chapter 6, verse 2, reading it from the New King James Version. So says the word, for he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, say with me, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day. Say it. Of salvation. Thank you, God. Praise God for this word. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. This message, I was excited to preach it in the second service of the day for me. For most of you, it was the first. But I was excited to preach it because it's one of those messages where people run and shout and scream and hallelujah. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's up to you. You can still shout. You can still scream. You can still jump. You can still run. We have more space now, okay? <laughs> so I want you to preach to someone and prophesy over their lives. Tell them the title of this message. Say to them, it's not only your time. It's your turn. Come on, come on, prophesy over someone. Tell them, it's not only your time, it's your turn. Come on, come on, say it again. It's not only your time, it's your turn. Now prophesy that word over your life. It's not only your time, it's your turn. Come on, somebody, you need to start clapping God for this word. Come on, you need to provoke me. Preachers to rise up. 
And let it be so that you guys are so used by God that you don't have need of inviting anybody else to come in and preach because you already have everything you need right here, right now. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be amazing? Say to God, I'm the next one. Oh, come on. Say like you mean it, man. I'm the next one. I'm the next preacher. I'm the next worshiper. I'm the next teacher. I'm the next evangelist. I am the next prophet. I am the next one. It's my time now. It's my turn. I believe it. Say with me, it's my time. It's my turn. Those kids back there, they're having way more fun than you. They are on it. I don't know what they're telling them, but I want to be in that service. Okay? Let's go to the Word. In Luke chapter 18, verse 28, says, from the New Kids Version, Then Peter said, See, we have left all for you, all and followed you. I mean, we have left all for you, and, and we gave up everything for you, and now we're following you. So he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall now receive many times more in this present time. When? Now. You are not here. When? This present time. When? This present time. This present time. And in the age to come, eternal Life. Say to me, the time is now. It's my time. Oh, you need to start realizing that if you have given up everything for Jesus, it's your time. Oh, come on. You need to start understanding that if somebody here has to understand, I have given up a lot of stuff to follow Jesus. I give up a lot of friends to follow Jesus. I give up a lot of things from my past to follow Jesus. I give up a lot of stuff. And God says, Assuredly, I say unto you, who has left everything for me, you shall receive so much more in this time. You're not talking about to me. When will you receive it? Religion taught us that we were going to receive it later. We will receive it after we die. We will receive it when we're in heaven. What does the Bible say? This time. This time. And in eternal life, in the other life, you will get eternal life. You follow? You follow. So you need to start proclaiming that word over your life. And you need to start saying, God, my time is now. My time is right now. I have left everything for you. There are people here sitting right here that have left everything for you. You left that job. You left. You left that job. Where you are earning money to be settled for and live, and live a comfortable life. But you, you knew that God was taking away from what God was calling you to do and what God was calling you to be. So what did you do? You gave it up. You gave up that toxic relationship that was pulling you away from God. That person that used to put you down 
rich and, and he wanted to follow Jesus, but but Jesus said, you know, sell your riches and give it to the poor and then follow me. The problem was not that he was rich. <laughs> the problem was that what he had was his view of God. You're not here. And there are things that God is asking you to give up that you can't leave and then you understand that is your real God. But if you want it right now, say with me, I want it right now. I want it right now. This is my time. It's my turn. This is the time when God will use me. Then you have to give it up. What is God asking you to give up? receiving what I order. 
So what happened is that then he gets even more frustrated when he sees that someone that came in later than him, after him, is already getting served and he's still waiting. Are you following? So then he called the waitress. And he was like, excuse me, miss, you better explain to me why is it that people on this table and people that came in after me are already eating and I'm still here waiting on my order. I mean, like, what is going on? You know what happens? We are the microwave generation. We are the instant cook generation. We don't like to wait. We want to put things on the microwave, put it there for two minutes, pop, 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 and you eat it. We don't like to wait for the gourmet, for the good stuff. We don't like to wait because we don't want to work. We don't want to pay the price. Come on now. But you see, the waitress, she was really smart. I love her response. Because if, if it was me, I'd be like, sir, you just have to wait. But she was really smart. She said, sir, you see, the thing is that the people that came after you, what they ordered was something simple. But what you ordered, it was a special order. You asked for it to be cooked in a proper way. You asked for it to be served in that way. So we are taking our time because you asked for something specific. I'm talking to people in here that need to understand if it's not and the children and the sick were coming 
So you know what? I decided that I'm going to destroy them because they did it in a wicked way. But malice, and I'm going to destroy them. You have to exterminate all of them. Everything they own. But King Saul, he thought he was wise. You see, he did kill the people. He did kill the children. But then he saw the sheep. And then he saw the goats. And then he saw all those things and he was like, we can't kill that. You see, we need that. <laughs> see, it was his turn to be king, but it was not time for him to start following his heartly desires. It was his turn to be king, but it was not time for him to start listening to the people. Because you see, when, when Prophet Samuel came to him and was like, what did you do? Did God tell you to exterminate everything? He was like, yeah, but the people told me to, to not destroy the animals. Because and, and, we were going to offer it to God and sacrifice. And the, the prophet Samuel said, like, what does God prefer? Sacrifice or obedience? Let me tell you something. You may be coming to church and sacrifice, but if you're not walking in obedience, it serves you for nothing. He was scared. He was intimidated by David. And 
I remember this because I love this. I remember when God in a few times delivered Saul in his hand. And the words that came out of David's mouth was, God, free me, deliver me, have mercy on me. Do not allow me to put my hands, lay my hands on the anointed one. If it would have been like a Latin person, especially Dominicano. <laughs> oh, yes. This must come from the Lord. This is the dog. He said I was going to be king. Let me kill him. God is calling you for something great, but he's telling you, wait on me. You see, the victory is when you wait. That is why when you go to the Bible and you read David's words, you will hear these kind of verses because he mastered this. He mastered this. Like anyone, no one could do it better than David. If you are having struggles with waiting on God, if you have been waiting on God and you and you notice that you're becoming desperate, if you've been waiting on God and you if you notice that you're you're tired, you're becoming tired, if you've noticed that you've been complaining a lot and being, you know, coming up with things about why you should just give up and why you should just throw in the towel, well, you need to start reading what David said. You see, David said things like, like this in Psalm 27, verse 13. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. The power is when you wait. The power is when you wait. We need to learn to wait because something good is coming. And when it comes, you know. Is going to manifest in your time and it's going to be your turn. Say to me, my time. My turn. My Psalm 62 verse 1 from the New Living Translation says, I wait quietly before God for my victory comes from Him. I use this phrase that I heard before and, and I love that I used it in a Spanish service so I don't know if it was a workshop but uh, this verse blessed me and it said, until God opens the next door, learn to worship Him in the hallway. But we don't know how to worship in the hallway while we're waiting. We just get impatient because we are the microwave generation. We want everything done quickly, instantly. Fast food, fast this, fast track, fast, fast internet, fast everything. We don't want to wait. We get desperate. God told me a lot of people are getting tired of waiting. And they're missing it. Now ladies, can I miss my blessing? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Saul was supposed to be king, but he missed it. He missed the assignment. You can miss it by being impatient, by trying to do it your way, by thinking you know better. I'm going to finish with this because I think you guys got the message. <laughs> you remember when Jesus, it was his time to go back to heaven? In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 4. He told them something. Let's see what, what he told them. 
it was time for him to leave. You know, I had the verses, but I think I prefer reading it. Like, read the, like the whole chapter because you need to be blessed by this word. So let, let's go to Acts of the Apostles. And, oh God, wait, I have it in English. In Spanish, I need to turn it to English. Okay. I have the verse selected. I had it in my in my work. Let's let's read the whole thing. Let's see what the Bible says. Six verse six. No, a little bit back. Verse 3, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Four, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And after that, he left. But I love what the King James Version says. It says, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise. And you see, when you continue reading, you think, oh, that happened right away. Like in two, three days, they got the promise. No! The study says it took them from almost 11 days or 11 days for the Holy Spirit to actually come. But imagine if the apostles were like, what are we doing here? In this room, waiting. Shouldn't we be doing something? He left, right? Shouldn't we be preaching? Shouldn't we be out there? Shouldn't I be serving? Sometimes you want to do a lot of things because that's what you think God is demanding you to do. But he actually is telling you, all I want you to be is quiet and wait. Because in the way, I am transforming you. In the way, I am transforming your mind. In the way, I am clearing you of your own thoughts. In the way, I am transforming you because I am preparing you for something greater than you. If they would have left Jerusalem, they would have missed it. They would have missed the Holy Spirit falling upon them, filling them, doing wonders in their lives. If they would have left that place, they would have missed it. Oh, church, don't, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Please don't miss it. Make sure you wait for God. Make sure you patiently wait for God. Because when you learn to wait, Kairos activate. But you know what? God told me this. You know the best way to activate Kairos is by surrendering promise. Okay? This is promise. It's human time. Kyra 
Kairos is what God promised you. Kairos is, is the wellness of God. It is, it's his mercy. It's, it's a time where everything that he promised just comes to pass. Okay? So, God is telling you, surrender your crumbles. And I will give you my kindness. Are you getting? But the thing is that we don't want to give God our time. We don't want to give God our time. When God tells you, I want you to spend time in prayer, surrender your time, because I am ready to give you Kairos, you're like, but I don't have no time for that. There's something else that I need to do. Aren't you calling me for something else? God said, all I want you to do is wait. Surrender your time. And I will give you Kairos. A lot of people have asked me, how can I activate Kairos in my life? By surrendering crumbles. Surrender your human time. Give your time to God. And your time to God is actually your life. Because your time, your human time, is your life. Every second you become older. Did you know you were older than when you came in here? You are a few hours older. But what did you do while you were here? You were doing this. You were telling God, God, I surrender my chromos so that your virus may activate in my life. Ultra, come on, Rock. You need to understand that this is the time that God wants to give you virus. But the only way He's going to give you His mercy, His grace, His goodness is by you surrendering. If you've been having trouble, Surrendering that time to God, the altar is open for you. Come here and pray to God. Let's be honest. Let's just let's let's let it know. God, I've been doing a lot of things except what you call me to do. I've been doing a lot of things, but but what you call me to do, waiting on you. It becomes so hard. In Spanish, there's a song that says, Esperar en ti difícil sé que es. Mi mente dice, no, no es posible. Waiting on you, it's so difficult. My mind says, no, it's impossible. But is there anything impossible for God? Pastors, I want you to help me minister to these people. Let's minister in the life. The ministry of waiting. The knowledge of knowing how to wait on God and patiently wait on God and, and not be not be influenced by anxiety and, and not be attacked by by fear and, and by not doing enough, by just surrender, surrender your time because Kairos wants to activate in your life today. Right. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.